With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. another sparkling edition of the Thought Police. Now, Matt Kelly is here with me uh, from the New European, the publisher, no less than the New European. Uh, I'm Mike Graham, of course. Now, people have been asking me uh, with bated breath. We can't wait for the next Thought Police podcast episode Why? because Why? we want to see what Matt's going to say about uh, his beloved Labour Party, right? My, One of them what? actually said, you know, we might have to kind of talk you talk you down from, you know, some from kind of mad uh, window ledge scenario because yeah. but you've always said, actually, and you said it last week, the one thing you can look forward to, at least, is Jeremy Corbyn no longer being the leader of the Labour Party. Yeah. At least you're going to get that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not my beloved Labour Party. I have to say, not Jeremy Corbyn's Labour Party, it isn't. No, his is not. But That's you're right. a Labour yeah. man, and you've always voted yeah. Labour. And for the first time, Until this time right? in my life, yeah, I, d- I voted Green this time. The first time in my life I'm now thinking about joining the Labour Party. Are you? Yeah, because I think now is the time for what I think of as traditional Labour supporters to make themselves felt, I think. Although I do fear that Corbyn's legacy will be that he's upset the machinery of the Labour Party so much that it's going to be impossible for anything other than... than I think it's going to take two more... It's a bit like the old who's going to be the manager of Manchester United after Sir Alex Ferguson, because you don't want to be the first one, because it's going to be, I think, the second leader of the Labour Party that brings them back, because I don't see anyone who's lining up at the moment to be the leader um, who has got a, a chance in hell of changing anything. What about Keir Starmer? I think he's a lightweight. Do Honestly, yeah, yeah, I think he's a lightweight. I mean, he's, he's London, he's metropolitan, yeah. he's a lawyer. Yeah. I mean, he's got about as much in common with the people of Sedgefield and, and, <laughs> and you know, Rye Valley, Rye Valley, is it? Mm. Um, uh, as I have, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so they need, I think, somebody... I think they need a woman, actually. Yeah, that's I think what that, people I think are that would change things quite dramatically. Yeah. Amazingly, Lisa Nandy's in the frame for it I now. I saw that. She is, technically speaking... Um, Quite, quite sort of um, left wing, but yeah. she's thought to be centrist because they've gone so far to the left. So people like Lisa Nandy are now yeah. kind of you know nearly Tories in their yeah. eyes. <laughs> yeah. So I can't really see her getting it. Yeah. To be honest, but it would be great fun if she did because obviously I had that encounter with her in the tent. That's right. Where she completely and utterly 
refused to admit that there was ever a deal with Theresa May. And I know what, what she was getting at. She yeah. was basically saying it wasn't the deal. The deal yeah. would have come after the withdrawal agreement. Yeah. But the point is, it was a deal. Everybody called yeah. it a deal. You know, if it walks like a duck and it quacks, it's yeah. a duck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she said that she wished that she had voted for that. Like, yeah. And at one point, I mean, my other half was laughing at it because at one point she said to me, you're just being difficult now, aren't you? Uh, to which, Welcome to the migration. Yeah, to which uh, my other half said, well, she should try living with you. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, I think definitely, I mean, it's Angela Rayner, disaster written all over it because yeah. she just hasn't got the brains. And Agreed. we've seen with Joe Swinson uh, what can happen if you put somebody in charge who hasn't got the brains. Agreed. Joe Swinson yeah. made a complete pig's she ear really of that election yeah. campaign. Um, you've got um, what's her face Emily Thornberry yes. who I think nobody really trusts well also I don't think she plays very well to be honest with ordinary people no. I think they can smell that she's like she's really she's metropolitan very elite very and again posh. metropolitan yeah. elite yeah. I mean the advantage Lisa Nandy has is that she's from Wigan she's I think, real, she? yeah. and she's got parents who are sort of from there and I think yeah. they own a shop and all this kind of thing yeah. and then yes. Rebecca Long-Bailey Rebecca Long-Bailey I think is better than, than, yeah. than people think she is you I'm know? sure that's true I, I did an interview that... with her actually um, a couple of weeks ago just before yeah. the election well last week actually and she struck me as she had a sense of humour yeah. which I think helps yeah. which Corbyn didn't have because um, I actually my final question to her was what have you done with Emily Thornberry you just burst out <laughs> laughing you know um, so you like to see a, a, yeah. a, a, somebody with a sense of humour and actually she's, I think she's come on quite a bit I think yeah. she, I think she's partially John McDonald's creature though which is anything that worries right. me slightly right. he'll be sort of pulling the strings you know Yeah. and I may be doing her a disservice I, I, I mean I, I do rate her very highly but I think the thing that she's got going against her and this will sound completely facetious and nonsensical is that she's got the most irritating voice I've she ever has. heard. She's got quite an irritating face actually. Yeah. She's probably now putting you in a good place because yeah. what I've said is much worse <laughs> much than what you worse. just said. But she has your very small mouth. You're right. Um, okay. I'm sorry, these things are important. No, no, no. People look Don't, at faces. Don't need to apologise. People look at faces and they decide yeah. whether to trust them or not. Yeah, you know? I think right. people look at Boris and just see kind of a happy guy and I think that's part right. of his charm. Yeah. But they look at Corbyn and see this kind of miserable old git. Nasty grandpa. Right, yeah, nasty yeah. grandpa. Yeah, not yeah. in a good way. And yeah. I mean, it's just... He's, he's, Is there a good nasty grandpa? Well, wasn't there a movie or was it Dirty Grandpa? Wasn't Dirty it? Grandpa. Where it was Robert, Robert De Niro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where he was just this filthy old man. Which apparently you could get away with a few years ago. I don't know if you yeah. do now. Well, definitely if you're Robert De Niro. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. But Jeremy Corbyn, not so much. Yeah, not so much, yeah. Even though he's been married three times. And, but <laughs> nobody mentions that. No, but I mean, I just think that... But there's, there is such a toxic party, yeah. you know. People have... I mean, people have been passing around things on social media in the last few days where, um, you know, they've talked about, you know, these are like momentum um, types, talking about how, you know, they think Israel was somehow involved in, in yeah. screwing the election. They've been saying that for a while. Incredible. I mean, Just what's bizarre. wrong with these people, right? You know, they had a shitty leader, yeah. they had a shitty policy on Brexit, yeah. and they had a bloody awful, uh, ridiculous, out-of-touch kind of idea of yeah. giving all sorts of crap away to people, yeah. and nobody was buying it. That's I mean, they they just, but they sort of got swept away by... I mean, and this is pure thickness to me. And by the way, this is... What riles me about the Labour Party more than anything, Corbyn's Labour Party, it's yeah. not the anti-Semitism stuff, disgusting as that is, yeah. it's not the prevarication over and the vacillation on Brexit, stupid as that was, mm. but it was their sheer organisational incompetence. Mm. You know, they were just a crap organisation. Yeah. And, and they let things completely take them over. They let the agenda get swept mm. away from them. Yeah. And they spent two years defending themselves from anti-Semitism. Yeah. When, 
A smart person. And yet doing nothing about and it. And doing nothing about it. But a smart person would have come out and said, when Andrew Neil said, are you going to apologise? Yeah. He would have said, not only am I going to apologise yeah. on behalf of the Labour Party, I'm going to apologise on behalf of myself. Yes. Because I've looked back and I can see why people think that what they think. Yeah. But it's not me and blah, 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 yeah. blah. And if he'd have looked the camera in, the, in straight down the barrel yeah. of the camera and said something that smacked of sincerity, I think a lot of people would have gone, okay, fair right. enough. But, but he would have also, he never I think, did. No, but I think he would have also had to draw a line under it in some way by saying, look, here's what we've done. Because I put yeah. this question again, I think I, I put it to Rebecca Albany. She said, well, you know, we've put all these processes in place now so that it won't happen. <laughs> and I said, well, has anybody been expelled from the party since no. you've put those processes in place? Oh, I'm not familiar with the, no. uh, you know, that's, that's not an answer. It's like they don't take it seriously. No, of course they don't take it yeah. seriously. And the suspicion from a lot of people's perspective is that they're courting the Muslim vote. Yeah. And the reason that they're anti-Semitic is because it suits them yeah. courting the Muslim vote. I'm not yeah. suggesting for a minute that all Muslims are anti-Semitic, but they're yeah. not. But the point is, is that the Muslim vote is a lot bigger than the, the Jewish vote. Right. It's a simple matter of numbers. Now, right. we know that an awful lot of inner city constituencies are quite Muslim heavy, if you like. Right. And that's where they're playing to the gallery. But, I mean, I don't know if that's true. But yeah. if it is true, it's pretty despicable. But if it, And if it's true, it would fit a pattern that I saw of them going from a party of, like, complete principle, you know, yeah. where this is what we think and here's why, and if you don't like it, you can lump it, to a party that suddenly started playing the numbers. And you could see that happening over Brexit as well. Mm. Is how do we get over this this dichotomy yeah. of having loads of leave MPs but loads of Remain members, yeah. you know? And you could see them sort of playing that game. Yeah. And that's not, you know, I don't mind that in the Tory party. You yeah. expect that from the Tories, yeah. but not from Labour. Yeah. You expect them to be principled. And well, they should have had a proper position on Brexit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even if it was to have a second referendum, and that's it. Yeah. Rather than you know, the, which they eventually came round. Which they eventually came round. The damage had been done by that. The damage had been done by that, and also they still couldn't bring themselves to say whether they wanted to stay in or not. Yeah, and Corbyn was going to be. Every, again, I asked every pathetic. single one of them when I had them yeah. on. Um, you know, one, what's Jeremy's position? What's his individual position? Yeah. Oh, well, Jeremy supports Labour Party policy. No. Yeah. What does he want to do? Does he yeah. want to leave? Does he want to stay? Right. What about uh, McDonald? Do you want us to leave or stay? Yeah. I want the best deal for this country. Yeah. Well, what's that? Well, it might be the deal that we get from Brussels, or it might be the deal we've already got, or it might be, you know, yeah. it's a ridiculous it's situation. Just bollocks, it's just yeah. absolute cobblers. And they tried, as soon as the, 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 the writing was on the wall and they knew they'd lost, suddenly... The, the election, which hadn't been about Brexit, was now all about Brexit, and that's mm. why they lost. And then they blamed the media yeah. for all these terrible attacks on Jeremy yeah. Corbyn, and nobody ever gets attacked like he does yeah. in the press. Absolute cobblers, right? Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff was written about Boris Johnson. And Max blame. Hastings yeah. wrote a piece saying yeah. he couldn't be trusted, yeah. and that was why he fired him. Yeah. You know, Peter Oborn yeah. wrote a series of articles about you know, why Boris Johnson was dangerous for this country. Yeah. I mean, forget about all the, the tossers who were the the planks of, uh, as I called them. I don't know if you saw my list of a top 100 planks no, of the No, I didn't. Year. Did I feature? It's gone. No, you didn't. You weren't in it, no. Oh. But I'll tell you what, it's gone absolutely... What do I have to do? It's gone mad, right? <laughs> because I started it, I was kind of, you know, a bit of a loose end on, I think yeah. it was Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, I know, I'll do. Because I did one of the you know, top virtue signals, it went quite well. Yeah. So I just put this list out of the top 10 planks of the year. Right? Top 10? Top or... 10. Oh, right, right. okay. I thought you said 100. Yeah, well, it became 100. Oh, because right. I put 10 out, and people went, oh, you left off so and so. Always Gary Lineker, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I went, oh, I'll do another 10. So I just kept doing another 10. So who was number one? Number one, Prince Andrew. Yes. I think you can't argue with that. You know, there's yeah. quite a lot of Labour politicians. <coughs> yeah. I mean, some people would look at it and say, 
you may think that I'm a bit of a right winger because there's not that many Tories. The only Tories that are in there are the ones that left the Tory party and didn't get re-elected. <laughs> right. like, like Dominic Breed's in there, yeah. David Gork. No, um, no one would confuse Tommy you. Tommy Robinson's in there. No one could confuse you with a right winger. Of course not. You're, I, you're I neutral. I am, of course. You said so. In all things, it, it says, says so on, on the, the tin. Yeah. But I put Tommy Robinson in, and a few people were like, yeah. that's not fair, he's, he's a patriot. And poor like, yeah, old yeah, Tommy. Right, poor old right, Tommy, why are you picking on him? I'm like, he's one out of a hundred people, you know. Um... But it's people like you know, Prince Harry's in there, you know, Meghan Markle, yeah. um, Steve Coogan, Hugh Grant, yeah, Hugh my favourite. Hugh Grant, every single bloody uh, candidate that he's supported and campaigned for lost. <laughs> he's like the kiss of death, right? Yeah. But seriously, I mean, when you see Putney is the one place where they've gained a seat. Yeah. A place where one of the richest parts of London, yeah. where I think every house minimum is a million quid. Yeah. You know, in any road you choose Must to be, pick, yeah. probably more in yeah. Putney. And they lose uh, the mining communities in the northeast. I mean, what, a, it is I mean, they can't fix totally this. Upside they can't fix yeah. this in a month of Sundays, or yeah. I don't think in the next five-year electoral period. I just don't think they can. So we might well be in for another two, three terms of the Tories. Well, I think the Tories will surprise you, right? And I'm not going to be singing from the the, the, the the battlements or anything like that because I'm now going to pick on the Tories because they're the government, which is what I should do, right? Because they, they have said that they're going to reinvigorate the North, that, which they're going to have to be held to account to do. Yeah. And they're going to have to do something in order to keep those, those people who voted for them anyway. They've said they're going to do something about the borders. They've said they're going to do something about the NHS. But they've got a great opportunity to now do things yeah. which need to be done in this country, you know? Well, I, I mean, I, I think, and I think I might have said it on this programme, but on this podcast, but if not, I'll say it now. I think a lot of, a lot of Remainers' fears about Boris Johnson and I'll include myself in this, was a suspicion that actually there's a chance that he might turn out to be a very good Prime Minister. Yeah. Because he is so kind of wild and, mm-hmm. and up front and, will, and energetic. And he's, and, not actually, and he's not actually a particularly conservative no, conservative. No, he's not. He's much more Michael Heseltine than yeah, Margaret Thatcher, for instance. Yeah. And um, nevertheless, you know, just for the record, I still think it's, it's terrible that a guy who says the things he says and... Uh, and is so blasé with the truth, is now our Prime Minister. That said, I am not going to make the mistake that I think we did with the Iraq war when we were at the Mirror together, mm. when peers uh, campaigned really hard against going to war under Tony Blair. And, and we were brutal, weren't we? You know, you remember oh, yeah. the coverage oh, against exactly, Tony yeah. Blair. Yeah. People think that, that the Mirror was a slavishly Labour paper. Mm. Go back and have a look at those yeah. front pages. They were brutal. Mm. But we carried on after we went in. And that's when we got a massive yes. hit because the British public will accept, I think, a lot of debate. But once you kind of start looking like you're a defeatist yeah. or you're betraying the right. national cause, or you're somehow misusing the truth, yeah, in yeah. some way, shape, yeah. or form. So, so the minute then it was all about yeah. back our boys, you know, yeah. and we didn't, and we paid a big price. Yes. Now I think that and the whole paper, inevitable. actually, the whole papers lurch to the kind of. Um, what I would call the, the, the far left in a way, because yeah. it was a kind of far left inspired. Yeah. They hired John Pilger. That's right. You know, they got these guys who were very anti That's what right. Tony Blair's project Jonathan was all about. Friedland, to write, Hitches, yeah, got to write stuff that was very far over yeah, there, yeah. which was almost pacifist yeah. in its, in oh, its no, very tone, much, you know? Very. Um, I and, mean, yeah. I remember a very striking... I mean, I didn't want to make this about the Iraq war, but mm. it was a very striking front page, which I remember because it was my idea, okay. which was there was a picture of... Uh, some people, Iraqis in Baghdad, it was a right. sunny Sunday afternoon, 
and they were just sitting there eating ice cream cones, a family. Right. And right. I think we ran it under the headline, The Enemy, right. you know. And it was just, it sort of just like brought, it. brought home yeah. the fact that these were just ordinary people mm. who were about to get on the receiving end. But the yeah. point I wanted to make was, Brexit now is inevitable. It is going to happen. Uh, what, what Brexit comes to Do you to feel me? a sense of relief now? Uh, because um, I, I've spoken to people yeah. who say they do. Remainers, by the way. Yeah. Who say, actually, it's, I, I woke up at some point over the weekend yeah. and realised that a kind of weight had been lifted off my shoulders. Because yeah. it's now going to happen. Because it's out of our hands. Yeah, it's now out of your hands. I do sort of feel that to a degree. I mean, I've spent a, enough of my life now arguing against Brexit. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, I've done whatever I can. Yeah. Launched a bloody newspaper. Yeah. You know, I've done my bit, and it's and I've lost that argument. Now, interesting to, to ask you this question because what will you now do with the new European? Because mm. it, does it now become what I think you said to here before mm. a kind of campaigning newspaper to get back in, if you like? Yeah. Well, I think what it'll do because it's going to be quite soon to do that, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's too soon, and I think it'll. What we'll do is we will observe this mm. process very closely. Yeah. But what because spoke, they'll go on for a while. Yeah, but I've said to, I've spoken to the editor uh, Jasper, who's a brilliant, very very smart guy. And Jasper said to me, he said, "Look, the word remain is now a problem because yeah. there is no remain. Right, right. Remain is over. Right. So we've got to stop being the paper of remain. Right. That's a lost cause. But we can. That's why you didn't call it the Remainer, then, isn't it? Yeah, no, the new <laughs> Remainer. But but we can certainly be a paper. I never want to get into the territory of saying, "I told you so." Look how shit this yeah. is. I told you so. Right. Oh, what did you expect? Yeah, you don't want to do that. No, because, because nobody wants that. Because no. one of the, one of the things that I get, I mean, you will hate this story, right? On Friday, um, the day after the election uh, result had come out, well, the day the election result came out, I guess we did. The overnight show. I finished at six days. I went for an hour's sleep. Went and did the mid-morning show in the tent yeah. down on College Green, which is like bloody a quagmire. Yeah. I tell you what, yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but everybody was there. As I was walking back, and I was a bit spaced out by this time, a guy comes up to me in the tube station, right? A bit like that guy that you, you saw doing it to me. But he was a tube worker, and he came up and he grabbed my hand and then grabbed my arm. One of those yeah. kind of two-handed yeah. things. Yeah. And do you know what he said to me? Go on. He said, "Thank you for everything you've done for us." Yeah. Yeah. Because they see me as this kind of positive. Yeah. Guy, because people were, were losing the plot, they were losing faith, they were saying it's yeah. never going to happen, yeah. these people are never going to let us leave Europe. Yeah. And I said, No, it'll be fine, you know, the evil genius Dominic Cummings has got a plan, don't yeah. worry, he's still going to, you know, he knows we're going to have an election. Yeah. Anyway, I think the positivity is what people like. Yeah. They don't want this relentless negative no. kind of, it's all going to be shit, it's no. all going to be crap, and you won't win any friends that way. And also, I mean, what I, what I think may become clear is that an awful lot of people like myself who've been characterised as treacherous and, mm. you know, and, want, and spoilers of yes. democracy and right. all of this, I think people, I hope, will see in our behaviour now that this is happening, yeah. um, the truth, which is that while it was still up for debate, we debated it as hard as we could. Yeah. Now it's moved into a new phase. But, not, but unfortunately, not everybody is going to be as mature as you, because I had no. a guy called Jonathan Liss in yeah. the tent that day. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if you know. I do. Um, and very kind of um, condescending tone. Mm. Mm. And I, I don't know the guy, so I'm not going to slag him off. But uh, he was saying things like, well, you know, um, we'll, we'll see now whether or not they were right, that it mm. was not going to be a disaster. You know, I still think that it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. And then... He said, I said, yeah, but you've got to stop regretting things, you know? And he actually yeah. said, 
well, we might have things to regret in the future. And I said, well, you can't regret the future. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> you know, so people are ready to be regretful about yeah. something that hasn't happened. Yeah, and yeah, people yeah. like him are willing to, to think yeah. that things are going to be bad rather than willing yeah. to think that things are going to be good. And I'm not saying that I'm going to be right. I might be wrong. But it's much better, isn't it, to go, yeah, let's try well, and make this work. Life's short, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, I, I suspect there are a lot of people out there who want it to be a disaster so that they can say, I told you so. Yeah, but hopefully they're fewer in number than they yeah. were. But also, I, I really don't think, I think they are nutcases mm. on, the, on the end of the spectrum. Yeah. I think, and it may surprise people, you know, I think people like Alistair Campbell, even Tony Blair, you know, John Major, I think all of these people now They're will all on be, the planks list, by the way, all three. Are they? Oh, yeah. well, I think maybe not for next year, then maybe you might revise yeah. it. But I think they'll all be praying that Brexit is a massive success, yeah. because I don't think any of them are anything less than massively patriotic. Yeah. And I would argue, I would, this is my argument, take it if, however you like. People like them and people like myself, I think you can make a good case for saying we're more patriotic because it wasn't an easy thing to say. You know, I, every, we all stuck our necks on the line. Mm. We stood up to be have stuff thrown at us yeah. because we believed that this was an important thing and there was a chance to and have... And you genuinely thought that it was the wrong choice. Yeah, totally. And I totally respect that, totally. you know. I mean, what I don't respect are people in Parliament who many of them are now no longer there because they lost their seats, yeah. um, but who pretended that they were working for yeah. the common good, but in fact were only working to stop it from happening. Yeah. And they weren't being honest about that. Yeah. And I would much rather they had been. I mean, to be fair to Jo Swinson, at least, even though she kind of ruined herself by doing it, <laughs> yeah. at least we knew that she didn't, she was absolutely out there with yeah. her view that we shouldn't be doing it yeah. and that she would do everything she could to stop it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, the, pe- the person I admire, and, you know... Uh, not having gone through all 650 of them to rank them in order, but the one that stands out to me is, as having been now, you know, ostracised for it, but being totally principled is Dominic Grieve, you know, who I think... Yeah, well, I, can't, I, I can't see principled and Dominic Grieve in the same sentence, really? I'm afraid. No. Really? No. Why? Do you think that he was cynical or... What, I mean... No, I just think he was arrogant. I think he didn't fancy leaving Europe, right? I don't know why. He didn't really right. give his reasons. I never heard his reasons. All I heard him saying was that he didn't want it to happen. He never really said why he wanted to stay in the European Union or what was so great about it. All he said was what was so bad about leaving it. And he voted against his own party. He should have declared himself an independent, as far as I'm concerned. He should have said, all right, I'm not going to stand on the the manifesto of doing... getting Brexit done because mm. that's what the people voted for. That's what he did mm. in 2017, right? He's still on that platform and he said that he would get Brexit sorted out mm. when they were re-elected. He didn't do it. He yeah. went the other way. So that's not honourable to me. All right. Well, He I'm, should have He should have either crossed over to the Lib Dems or he should yeah. have become an independent. He should have left the Tory party before they kicked him out. Well, I think that he thought, I've been a Tory all my life and I'm going to fight for the Tory party as I see it as yeah. much as as anything else anyway yeah, but the thing it is, is over but then the thing is you fall into that trap of saying oh well the Tory party's lurched to the right so it's not mm. my party anymore well it hasn't mm. lurched to the right actually what it's doing uh, is, the, is, is working through yeah. the referendum result mm. which clearly was a massive bombshell to everybody 
but uh, and which was not party political, but which yeah. was which has to be done. And I think that the far right, I think the ERG, and who you know are all pretty quiet right now. I think they will be massively disappointed with what Boris Johnson comes up with. Well, they seem to be happy enough. I mean, yeah, I suppose because they, they, they they were the last chance saloon, aren't they? They, they saw it all slipping away, and they just. They're still sort of grabbed hold well, of the Well, I think a bit like Nigel Farage. They've had to look at what's going on, yeah. and they've had to be um, sort of rational about it, and they've had yeah. to be pragmatic, and they've had to say to themselves, well, we can either do this and start the process of Brexit, or we can stop it again, yeah. and we'll be nowhere. But the and thing even that, Nigel Farage, when yeah. he was interviewed the other night, um, on election night, I think it was, when I watched before I went into work, um, he said, well, Andrew Neil said to him, uh, well, you know, how can you support something that you said you didn't support? He said, yeah. well, because this is the only Brexit we can get. Yeah. So it, that's and what if it, Nigel Farage is yeah. saying that, then what's, what's Mark Francois yeah. going to say? So, but we are, we are agreeing in a way. I mean, I think that, that is the reality, is that Mark Francois, right, who, like, Boris won't let us down, right. Boris won't betray us, the right. union will stay in touch, and all mm-hmm. nine, blah, blah, blah. He's getting none of that. No. But he'll still have to swallow it and suck yeah. it up because that. Because that, that's because, it. because Same Boris, yeah, because Boris Johnson has had to find a way through yeah, the craziness, yeah, right? Because yeah, we, yeah. we were literally going mad. Yeah. I mean, it seems a long. You know, we've forgotten yeah. how frustrating it was. I think a lot of people seriously underestimated Boris Johnson. Yeah. I, I do, and totally. I think, and I think his um, whatever you think of the man, I think the way he played the politics in the first few months of yeah. his prime ministership were faultless. Well, because what he did was he created very much, yeah. without having to look as if he was doing anything at all, yeah. this image of all these people trying to stop Brexit getting yeah. done. Yeah. And he succeeded. And they, you've just hit, the, by the way, the key point, yeah. which symbolises everything to me, is everyone can remember get Brexit done. Yeah. What was the Labour Party slogan? They didn't have one. Didn't. They well, didn't they, they did. They had something like creating a better, fairer world for blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No one can remember it. No, you know? because it wasn't snappy. It wasn't yeah. smart. It seems yeah. to me they didn't have very many clever people yeah. uh, running I, their I, campaign. Well, I think that is they had a massive conspicuous shortage of brain power. Yeah. And, the, and the slogan that people can remember about Corbyn, the for the many, not the few, yeah. that has always been like really flawed to me. Because yeah. I think unless you're on either extreme of that, spectrum either you know you're a billionaire yeah. or you're on universal credit yeah. you don't know whether you're one of the many no because or one I don't feel like I'm one of the many no. along with the fucking dog oh, bludgers you, you were no, it would have been wouldn't you well apparently I well I don't know because I said that to John McDonald you know why are you giving me free broadband I can yeah. afford it yeah. I'm one of the few aren't I yeah. you're giving me free broadband but that's he'd universal. have been taking it as your pay packet wouldn't he yeah exactly that's universal yeah. bloody you know yeah um, benefit to yeah. everybody, right? What are you doing that for? The other problem with the, the many, not the few is it can easily be changed into the many, not the Jew, which of yes, course a lot of right. people did, they did yeah. rightly or wrongly, yeah. and it just makes them look ridiculous. Yeah. So this whole class war thing is bullshit, because yeah. as we've seen, the class war is not being fought by the working class labour voters, yeah. Yeah. it's all these middle class tosspots who yeah. get to university. You see that girl on who? Twitter, who? Um, when they're doing the, the, Boris, the anti-Boris demos, they're laughingly Right. You know, you're not my. He's not our prime minister. Well, he is actually. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, he's, whether you, know, you like it or not, you had is, your chance yeah. to vote yesterday, yeah. and now the fact you don't like the guy, yeah. you're going to demonstrate, fight with the yeah. police. You fucking man. Anyway, this very posh girl talked like this, wouldn't yeah. you? Um, I want to work in the NHS, and Boris Johnson is going to destroy it. You know, and it's like <laughs> mummy and daddy have told me I can be a doctor because yeah. they've got lots of money. Yeah. And then she's going, "Fuck Boris." Yeah. It's called him the c word. Really? You know, I mean, on camera, I'm really? thinking if I was your dad. Yeah. I'd be absolutely appalled. Yeah. I want to help people. I don't want to hurt them. He just doesn't care. He's killing people. 
And you're like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. You're fucking deranged. They are deranged. They're totally deranged. That, but that, and mean, they're being wound up by these trots, you know, the anti-corporate uh, yeah. globalist types who but, wear the black balaclavas, what, right? Who love a bunch of... Well, no, no they're the globalised yeah, people. Yeah, they're yeah, the yeah, ones yeah. that used to go to Seattle. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to be all over the world. They, they seem yeah. to have disappeared Well, from the ones that I think are more dangerous than that, because at least they stick badges on themselves and mark themselves out so you can see what they are. Yeah. But the ones who are truly dangerous, I think, are the Owen Joneses, the Ash Sarkers, mm. the Aaron Bass Stonies yeah. in this world, who, if you're lucky enough not to know any of those names, yeah, yeah. count yourself blessed. They're all on the list as well, by the way. The well, that, well, they should you be in the top that. ten, mate. Honestly, yeah. I mean, the the absolute arrogance of these people. Grace Blakely's the other. Great, and they're all making, by the way, fantastic oh, livings yeah. out of their brands of socialism. Mm. All of them. Um, Owen Jones in particular yeah. you know never has there been a guy who's made more out of Corbynism yeah. than, than oh, Owen Jones shocking and yet he is still there being paraded as the voice of the left and all of this but they still give I mean off, somebody uh, put it to me that this, uh, I think it was the morning after the election ITV had Ash Sarker on TV yeah I don't put her anywhere near my show yeah. I won't have anybody on from the bar the two, and she, well there was a great podcast I, I um, was shown well better than this one Surely no, not. no, no. It was like a, it was like a Navara media, you know, oh, yeah. organization yeah, that yeah. they work for that gets no traffic. Yeah, yeah. But, but they do. Well, they do put a podcast out. Yeah. And um, and she was there getting all misty eyed about the nineteen eighty seven election, uh, nineteen ninety seven. Oh, yeah. Sorry, elec- general election oh, yeah. when Tony Blair was elected, and she was remembering. Well, when she was about five. Yeah, but she was remembering how her mum thought this was a game changer. You know, Labour coming in. And I thought, here's the woman who has done as much as anybody to alienate all the people who've made yeah. that victory possible, yeah. now crying about the fact that that victory has I'm amazed that impossible. she would have had anything good to say about Tony Blair, though. Because no, it was, it was the, just about... The, the enemy, as far yeah, as No, no, totally, totally. But, they, but, you know, once it was lost and it was over, they, yeah. maybe it occurred to them that it's better to be in power... Even if it's well, a slightly diluted form of That was, that was the great the, uh, sort of eye-opener that Tony Blair found, wasn't it? That yeah. He said, you know, I'm sick to death of not being in power. That's right. I'm sick to death of watching the Tories destroying yeah. the country yeah. and doing all the things to it that I don't want them to do. Yeah. So we better find a way of winning. So that's what pisses me off yeah. about the Labour Party, yeah. is that they have, for maybe permanently, ruined that sense of pragmatism yeah. within the Labour Party that makes effective social change possible. Yeah. So... If, the, if we do find ourselves now at the mercy of a Tory government for the next 15 years and we rely on... I don't think it will be that bad because if you consider yeah, well, maybe what the does. Tory party yeah. has become yeah. and despite what the, the, the Corbynites say, it's a far more people-friendly and, and kind of all-inclusive party than it ever was. And if you look at yeah. some of the new MPs, 109 new MPs coming into Parliament. I'm always in favour of that. Yeah. Even if they might yeah. all be just a different brand of tosser. Yeah. They're yeah. new blood. Yeah. A lot of them are quite young. It's quite a lot of women. Yeah. Uh, quite a lot of ethnic diversity, yeah. which is always good. And, you know, get rid of some of the people like Dominic Green, yeah. who have been there too bloody long anyway, um, and bring in some, some, some yeah. fresh blood. And, maybe, and, you know, you're not going to tell me that... I mean, we've all, we've all had to... Um, you know, notice the change in society. We've all we all speak differently. We're all much more kind of aware of people than we used to be. Yeah. You know, the tax regimes are very much more centrist Labour now than they were ever. Kind of, you know, when Margaret Thatcher was around. Yeah. You know, they're not going to be handing out you know um, tax breaks to the rich. You know, they won't do that. They and they've increased benefits. I mean, all of those things that the Labour Party says they haven't done. I think they'll do more of. They'll. I mean, if they wanted to do something that I think was 
would be really smart. It was the one policy that Corbyn came up with that everybody thought that's a good idea. Nationalise the bloody railways yeah. again. Yeah. You know, really, honestly, Boris Johnson, go out, nationalise the railways. But do it with a decent team of management. Exactly. People, and, and, actually, and, and actually make it more efficient. You know, but the, he, is going to, he is going to have to live up to a lot of promises. Yeah. Especially in the north, of and America. also because he can, he should do it. Yeah, you know, totally. because I mean, we were talking full enough about later this week. There's likely to be state opening of parliament, another Queen's speech, another position, another, and we're not even sure if we're going to cover it this time in, yeah. in the sense of being there. Yeah, because I, I tell you, last time they take all the traffic lights out and everything. It's really quite do weird. They? Yeah, you know all the all the um, everything around the, the Palace of Westminster, yeah. including the the big security, all the crash walls, barrier things. That's all, that all gets taken away because really? she her carriage has to come there. Right, right. But they also take all the traffic lights Incredible. out and the, like the lap posts, presumably because they're worried that somebody's planting a bomb there. Amazing. But it's quite an incredible thing to see. Then they basically rope off the whole of just Parliament so that Square. they don't stop on the red. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, can you imagine? Well, I mean, they could just switch them off. No, I think but it must be to do with them yeah. worrying in case somebody's been there at night or something. I don't know. It's very they weird. Check all of that. Well, you would think so. Yeah. All I could, or maybe it's something to do with the horses and they have to come through. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Because maybe it's it's the fact that they're you know because you know there's so many traffic lights in London yeah. now. It's almost like sort of you know cluttering. Yeah. yeah. Up of oh the no, street. it is. I mean, there's traffic lights everywhere. But, yeah. um, Are you but, suggesting they should get rid of the traffic lights? Well, it wouldn't make any difference, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> I tried, you know, on Friday, Thursday night, right? I get picked up in a car because I had a load because I was bringing loads of clothes and I brought a big coat because I thought if we're going down to, you know, yeah, I'm not coming home again. Get the big coat. So I'm going to pour it with rain. And the whole of Jamaica Road, which I know is going to piss people off because it's very localised, yeah. but they're turning it, Sadiq Khan is turning it into a no car zone, right? So they're yeah. digging the, the whole thing up. And I'm convinced that he's doing it at the moment. Just so people don't even use it anymore, right. and it's only going to be open for buses, bikes, and taxis. Right, black cab. So I said to yeah. the guy that I was whose car I was in, I said, "Well, you won't be able to drive here because it was ordered by the company." He said, "What do you mean?" I said, "As of about the end of January, no more private cars or private hire cars yes. are going to be allowed to use this road. It's oh, all yeah. the way from Tower Bridge to Greenwich, Incredible. and it's the only way to go." Incredible. So what are we supposed to do? No, I'd stay. At so home. I literally, so we're sitting, and I'm supposed to get in at twenty past eleven. Rupert Murdoch was in the building. He was in the office. Yeah. And I was supposed to get there in time to see him. And by the time I got there, he'd gone. Oh, you know. Was he, he must have been devastated. He was really devastated. Did you leave a little note on your desk? No, he I had sadly. to fly. Sorry. To see you next time, <laughs> Rupe. Yeah. No, unfortunately not. I've only ever met him once. And I didn't yeah. really meet him then. And that yeah. was when, uh, when I was in, again in the sun. Yeah. Uh, at that same time when I was working, I was about 22, 23 yeah. in Bell Bouverie Street. And they used to have this great sign that said, you're now entering sun, sun country. country yeah. And these double doors. And he just came bursting through yeah. these double doors. And I kind of looked up and went... Yeah. Oh Christ! It's really good, you know. And he's quite young then. I've only met. I met him once, right, with Richard Wallace, oh. the, edit, the editor of the Mirror. Oh yeah. Me and Richard went to Abu Dhabi, right, for oh, this yeah. Abu Dhabi Media Summit. Oh yeah. And we stayed at the Yas Marina, which was that. It, it was absolutely amazing. I'll never forget Wallace texting me. We both went into this hotel suite. We had rooms like on the same floor, and we went in. And it's the it's the hotel that kind of encompasses the Formula One track. Oh yeah. So the track runs. Oh yeah. My, it, my, my daughter was there. It's the, amazing for the, for the Formula One. And I've just got this text from Wallace saying, yeah. "Bloody hell, they've given me Jay Z's suite." <laughs> <laughs> well, but it was it was it was like that. Anyway, so Murdoch was there as well. Right. Gave this very he gave, he gave this weird speech about the centre time will come over Arabia and free oh, yeah. press blah blah blah, and and he looked really ill giving the speech right. and at one moment he lost his place in the paper oh. right and struggled to find where he was in, yeah. in his speech notes and people were going 
is he, he's having a heart attack, he's having a heart attack. People were reaching for their oh, phones God. to video the death oh, yeah. of Rupert Murdoch. Anyway, he got through it. He had a terrible stinking flu, apparently. That night, they had a, a sort of party mm. on this rooftop terrace. And I'm sitting there, Wallace has just gone to the toilet, and I'm sitting on my own, have, on this bit of decking, having a drink. Yeah. And I turn to my left, who do I see walking towards me, on his own, right. in this crowded room, Rupert Murdoch. Right. right, so I think, for hell with it, I go up and say hello to him, because yeah. I've never met him. So right. I stand up, and as I stand up, Murdoch, there was a sort of four-inch deck right. that you had to step up to. Okay. Murdoch trips, it. he didn't see it, trips you on don't it, tell me you caught falls it. into my arms. No. Right. I, I catch Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> Right, Brilliant. put him back on his feet. Right. I say, Rupert Murdoch, Matt Kelly from the Daily Mirror. Like, Good to meet you. Right. And then just walked off past Great. me. But yeah, I Brilliant. saved his life. That's fantastic. Never thank me, the bastard. Well, I mean, there's still time, you know. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe you'll end up working for him. And Who? you can say, no. do you remember the time I saved your life? Yes, that's right. And he might say, <laughs> yeah, I do. That's right. I quite like to be editor of the Times Literary Supplement. Oh, would you? Yeah. I'm not sure be. there's a vacancy for that. There probably. may be one day, though. There may be. Yeah. It's quite a slick little publication, actually. I love it, yeah. I yeah. really like it. It's very good. It's nearly as good as the London Review of Books. Um, who, I would make it that good. Who does that? That's... London Review of Books. Well, that's so a independent. Yeah, it's independent. One of those little publications. Oh, yeah, no, it's got about 90,000 No, I don't mean little in that sense, but yeah. it's a small... It's all they do. It's not yeah, part yeah, of a bigger yeah. house. No, that's all they do, but right. it's, a, it's a fantastic, fantastic I mean, speaking of the media kind of landscape, when you look at the way that... That Reach has has taken over now the Express yeah. and the Star, and yeah. it still runs the Mirror. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm still puzzled about all of that. Really, I can't. I mean, you know, I can't see um, really how it all works, how it all gets put together, because I'm still yeah. kind of what the commercials you mean? Well, just everything. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at the papers, just going. Yeah. Oh, they must be making money. I'm sure they are. Yeah, but it's they just, do make a lot of money. It's not very good, you know. Yeah. Well, I remember. I, literally, I don't think I, I think I could say hand on heart. I don't really read any of the papers they put out. Well, I definitely think that. I mean, a lot of our good friends still work there, yeah. so I'll say what I'm saying. I'm not, I, I know not, the I'm not attacking them. Yeah, yeah. I'm really not. It's a different model from when it was when we were there. I mean, I remember being head of features at the Mirror and never knowing what my budget was. Right. You know, never had to ask anybody. Right. Just, you know, whatever it was, spend yeah. it, get it done. Now I think they they know to the penny, you oh, know? Yeah. And, uh, and I had about 20 feature writers. Well, I wrote a piece for the about Express two, about the Women's World Cup that they asked me to do, yeah. uh, which was described by somebody as very progressive, you'll be pleased to know. Yeah. Um, and it was basically pro the Women's World Cup, so yeah. great, great stuff it was. They ran it as a spread. Yeah. I don't want you to tell you how much they paid me, but I'm glad I'm not doing it for a living, is yeah. all I would say. But I mean, that's yeah. sort of extra money on the side yeah. to pay for a dinner I mean, or something. Being a freelancer is a hard game. It's really days. hard, because yeah. even people who work for some of the bigger organisations that pay a bit more money are saying yeah. to me things like, well, when they used to pay a grand for, they're paying like 300 quid. Yeah, and, I'm and, sure and, that's you know, true. That's where it's going. Yeah. I mean, on the New European, when we, we paid freelancers, the last time I paid freelancers was when I was head of features at the Mirror. So I suspect we are paying towards the higher end of, of the freelance rate for a smallish publication like that, which maybe goes partly the way to explain why we've got such good writers and such loyalty. Of course. Know? But we're not... Or they're we're, all independently wealthy. No, they're not all independently wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we shall see. Uh, we'll talk some more uh, about all of that, um, because I think we've come to the end of, of another... Uh, That's flown by. Podcast. It has, hasn't it? But we'll see you on Thursday for the last one...
Last one of the year. I guess it is the last one of the year, isn't what it? What a year it's been. No, actually, it's not the last one of the year because we'll be back. We're not going to be around next week, but we'll be back on the 30th. Well, I'm not sure about that. Aren't you? No, because I think I might still be away. In oh, okay. Lanzagrotti. Oh, right. It might be the last one of the year. It might well be. Well, let's work it out. We'll, well, we'll work it out. It's time week. for Thursday. Yes. It's time for Thursday. We'll do it. We'll do it. With the police. Bye. This is pure thickness to me. And by the way, this is what riles me about the Labour Party more than anything. Corbyn's Labour Party. It's not the anti-Semitism stuff, disgusting as that is. Yeah. It's not the prevarication over and the vacillation on Brexit, stupid as that was. Mm. But it was their sheer organisational incompetence. Mm. You know, they were just a crap organisation. Yeah. And, and they let things completely take them over. They let the agenda get swept mm. away from them. Yeah. And they spent two years defending themselves from anti-Semitism. Yeah. A smart person... And yet doing nothing about and it. And doing nothing about it. But a smart person would have come out and said, when Andrew Neil said, are you going to apologise? Yeah. He would have said, not only am I going to apologise yeah. on behalf of the Labour Party, I'm going to apologise on behalf of myself. Yes. Because I've looked back and I can see why people think that what they think. Yeah. But it's not me and blah, 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 yeah. blah. And if he'd have looked the camera in, the, in straight down the barrel yeah. of the camera and said something that smacked of sincerity, I think a lot of people would have gone, okay, fair right. enough. I turn to my left, who do I see walking towards me on his own right. in this crowded room, Rupert Murdoch. Right. Right, so I think, the hell with it. I'd go up and say hello to him. Yeah. I've never met him, so right. I stand up. And as I stand up, Murdoch, there was a sort of four inch deck oh, that you yeah. had to step up to. Okay. Murdoch he trips, he didn't see it, trips you on don't it, tell me you caught falls him. into my arms. No. Right. I, I catch <laughs> Rupert Murdoch, right? Brilliant. Put him back on his feet right. and I say, Rupert Murdoch, Matt Kelly from the Daily Mail, good to meet you. Right. And then just walked off past right. me. But yeah, I Brilliant. saved his life. That's fantastic. No one could confuse you with a right winger. Of course not. You're, you're neutral. I am, of course. You'd say so. In all things, you'd say so. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.